The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Johnson Memorial Theater in scenic Yucca Flats, Arizona. It's the Brandon Peters Show. Welcome back to the show as we close our weekend with a song. Uh, before we start today, a little note on this segment of the program. Yeah, you may be wondering why there was no clip of the song discussed in last week's music video discussion. That's simple. Creative Zombie Studios, we do our best to keep our podcast legitimate for the pod waves. And while it can be argued for fair use, Spotify and Apple Podcasts have been sweeping up material this year and pulling it regardless. And that's a die I'm not interested in rolling. So however, if you follow the social medias, I'll be sharing the music video we're discussing with the post for the episode and embedding it on our website. So for example, if you're around today, you'll see the Violent Films song Blister in the Sun in which I'm happy to welcome back Aaron Neuwirth from earlier this week he of Hollywood Critics Association whose work you can find in Variety We Live Entertainment Why So Blue and out now with Aaron and Abe so welcome back Aaron it's like I was here yesterday I know thank you for coming I mean spend days apart and then I'm like can you get back on here and talk and you're like okay yeah I can grab 10 minutes to talk about this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which Blister in the Sun comes from Violent Femmes 1983 self-titled album which I'm going to tell you something that kind of blew my mind back in the day finding out it was from 1983 because the song was the soundtrack song for Gross Point Blank though it was from 1983 and it was played all over alternative radio all my teenage alternative rock pop culture movement those radio stations was a huge signal there so I thought it was mo- I thought it was written then and they were touring with those alternative bands at the time Oh, it's 14 years old. It becomes a hit single. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I've I've heard it a bunch, uh, but it doesn't. We'll talk about it. I guess it doesn't just doesn't. It, you know, it had, there's. I don't know what timeless is with music, but it certainly doesn't. You know, it feels like it fits into a certain group as opposed to a different group. I don't associate with the 80s for some reason, but it was there's kind of a messy way to get to the soundtrack. That's why we're doing it. It's Gross Point Blank on the Gross Point Blank soundtrack. I guess Cusack wanted it. But he wanted like a new version of yeah. it. They recorded some slower one called Blister 2000, which is on the soundtrack and it's really weird and doesn't quite work as well, which Cusack thought that too. He's like, go with the old one, but then re-record the old. There were some rights issues, so they re-recorded the old one, but the old one went on the soundtrack and the new one got used for the music video. It's a messy, messy kind of process. Do you know much about the Violent Femmes, Aaron, aside from this song? I will say I'm a fan of the Violent Femmes and Gordon Gano. I, I can't say that I bought every single one of their albums and seen them on tour or anything like that, but I, I'm a fan of the mm-hmm. band. I like the songs you generally know them for, Blister and the Sun, Added Up, Gone Daddy Gone, among others. You know, I, I certainly, they have a certain folksy style that it's like folksy alt. I don't know what you want to call it. I'm not a, yeah. I'm not like a music guy necessarily. I know what I like. I know what kind of sounds I like, whatever, but I can't, you know, I'm not the one that's right. going to decipher these things for you. But no, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm yeah. a fan of the Violent Thumbs and I, I have their first album. I, whether or not I've heard the song around the same time I was, you know, seeing Gross Point Blank, I certainly have an association to that song through this movie, which just makes sense. 
I've always felt sorry for the violent femmes whenever I hear them. And it's because in my youth, my middle or high school days, uh, local radio station, it was called 96.3 The Edge at the time. They had a thing called Edge Fest where they just brought popular turnip bands. And they had their Edge Fest included that year, included Better Than Ezra, Dishwalla, and Matchbox 20 in addition to the Violent Femmes. So Violent Femmes came out to this thing. And I can't remember if they opened with Blister in the Sun or it was the second mm-hmm. song they played and they got booed off this. I've never seen anything like it. Just hordes of boos. Da, 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 da. They didn't do anything offensive. They just came out and played and they booed them off. I'm like, people possibly paid to come watch them. And so I've seen two songs live of theirs and that's it. And they were, they were, F you, we're out. Da, da, da. They, they got off that's stage. Weird. And it was that. It's one of the most ugly things I've ever seen at a concert. I thought you were before, gonna say you're but... just like unfortunate just because they they seem like one of those bands that like you know them, but they're not like super popular. Because the because the example I right. have there is the Pixies. I'm a huge Pixies fan. And they're they're a band that was like yeah. they're well known, they're way respected by all the other artists that clearly influenced them, but they never like broke out themselves as far as being, you know, the superstars that the others became. They seem yeah, the Pixies were like a band like a lot of people talk about the Pixies, but mm-hmm. don't listen to the Pixies because they heard other yeah. people talk about the Pixies. I'm like, but do you, have you listened yeah, to them? Because like, I've I've seen them several times, and I have all their albums and that stuff. Like that's that's the big go to band yeah. for me. I think the Violent Femmes were just there too early. They were doing all the stuff, but like ten years too early. Which is certainly again similar to like the Pixies. But yeah, this is the Violent Femmes show, so let's keep on the Violent Femmes. So yeah, they're that. They had this, and then the music video, which I'm not sure I saw I, before. I don't think I have either. <laughs> show, but I typically wasn't, I'm averse to doing a soundtrack video that goes with the movie, but this one had enough original stuff in it. I was like, okay, we can talk about this one. Yeah, for sure. No, it, it has a plot. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> and it's the it's the weird case where you mentioned the song is super old, even at 1997, yeah. it's still over 10 years old at that point, but the music video came out specifically because of the movie. Right, yeah, and there's, uh, it bookends with the movie, and then when there's like little TV monitors and stuff in there, it'll show the movie. You see clips to, to remind you that this is part of a soundtrack. Right, and it's it's weird, it's this kind of Manchurian candidate-esque thing about a <laughs> cat president assassination, or... Well, the, the, it socks the, the cat. cat. Clint, the, the Clinton's cat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cat of the Clintons at that yeah. time. And I mean, it does follow a theme as far as, well, the movie's about hitmen, so this is about a hitman right. who's trying to assassinate a presidential cat candidate. Yes, and they have this cat, the band plays around in, in, in between things, Gord- and this guy... Gordon Gano's the assassin. Right. Uh, this guy's, he's got, the assassin's got just pictures of the cat all over the and, and thanks for pointing out socks. I didn't even put that together. I Yeah, no, that was the idea. It's the Clintons' cat, so yeah. Not the actual cat. I don't. I don't think they went to the White House and said, "You know what? We could use this cat for it." <laughs> I, I found it kind of humorous that he, after he assassinates the cat, he runs to hide in a movie theater, <laughs> the Wilkes Booth of cat assassins. There's there's also a weird connotation here because the song "Booster in the Sun" is about masturbation. And this guy is sitting around singing about it while he's got pictures of a cat around to maybe hint something else. So it's kind of on point with the song while being on point with Gross Point Blank as well. We are not have to go down that route, but that's something I picked up on in case the listeners are like, don't they know what those songs about? We do. We do. And I see you. And you can go back to listening to it. It was probably the easier way to represent Gross Point Blank. <laughs> Right. But they, I mean, yeah, they have assassins in common. But is this guy the kind of psychopath that Martin Blank says does it because they like it and he just does it for money? Yes, very like much that's so. A, that's the kind of connotation. It's, we it's get some there. kind of obsession. Yeah. It's, it's, 
whether or not it's a, a psychopath. I don't know if the four minute music video really leads us to think that way. But I mean, yeah, there's more of there's more there's more bonkersness going on here than Martin Blank's philosophy of they're bad people. Mm-hmm. They should have filled in Gano with the Arkin scene so they kind of make it feel like they're together. That's what I, I would have tied it in with that instead of just using the straight up Cusack, but might have cost more money because this is a really cheap music video. If it almost feels like an MTV commercial type production value from like then like Arkin was all he was blur or nothing. That was his call for music videos back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huge Blur fan, Alan Arkin. <laughs> yeah, he likes the Gorillas fine. He's bigger on Blur. Song two, man, this is uh, a. <laughs> that's yeah, why he. That's he why he saw Starship Troopers. <laughs> what if that was true? What if Alan Arkin like got together with his family? He's like, we're gonna go see our Starship Troopers. I love song two. They're using it in the trailer, and then he <laughs> the whole Arkin family walks into the theater. They watch. Him. He's like, where's all the Blur two? Where's the Where's the song two? <laughs> he walks out disappointed. Argo, fuck yourself, Starship Troopers. That's what he says. On the set of Little Miss Sunshine to Abigail Breslin, he's like, have you ever heard of Blur? <laughs> Check out this album. But Paul Dano is only gorilla, so there was friction. There was friction, yeah. <laughs> One of them is they asked to be killed off during he could not could not take that. Spoilers for Little Miss Sunshine if you haven't seen it. But he does. I heard I heard it's that like, differently, yeah. even though I've literally just watched that not too long ago. And, right. and I'm very aware that Alan Arkin, Alan Arkin dies. Yet I still thought you meant Paul Dano dies in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he does kill somebody in taking lives, I think. Yeah, he does the killing there. And who knows, maybe he will in Batman as well. He'll, 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 he'll so, get some tape, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you got any more big thoughts on this music video? Not specifically, I mean, it's a it's a fun video for one that I'm you know probably not going to watch anytime soon again. But you know, I like the song and like, oh, they made something quirky to go along with it. That's fun. Yeah, it is. It is a quirky little one, and it's definitely in that liquid television MTV era nostalgia mm-hmm. for sure. Would like to have the the cat wranglers up for an interview sometime. If they want I know the director; show, he's but... a big music video guy. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of Beastie Boys music videos, among others. Um, so like, it's certainly you know. He's like, uh, we're going to do Beastie Boys, but we're only giving you like $20. <laughs> what can you do? Gano's like, sold. I'll throw in a guitar. <laughs> Finally, I'm making a music video. What song? Dude, it's like, play your hit. Play your hit. Like, oh, fine. I wonder if they're sick of Blister in the Sun. That's <laughs> like 14 years later and you want the same song. All right. But it fits the movie. And it fits the soundtrack. So that'll do it here for another week of the Brandon Peters Show. And uh, I'll be back with another week of the show Monday. And I hope you listen to the episode. It's going to be nuts. So check it out. It's different than this format that we've uh, been doing the first two weeks. So I'm really excited for it. It was recorded a while ago. But before we go, uh, Aaron, once again, uh, thank you for coming on, spending the whole week here, being in the green room. Where can people spend their weekends looking you up at? Well, when I'm a writing and I strap my stuff, I'm over at thecodezeek.com. I'm also on Why So Blue for Blu-ray reviews. We live entertainment for my movie reviews on Variety for some filmmaker interviews and on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Okay. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook at Brandon4KUHD. You can check out YouTube for a visual companion to this show where I show some of the Blu-rays I talk about on Tuesday as well as there's an uncut version of episodes once in a while with visuals instead so you can see Aaron strutting that stuff. Uh, also, feedback. Let me know what's working. Let me know what's not. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'll see you Monday and remember to keep the positivity in your online film chatter thank you for listening the brandon peters show is a creative zombie studios production produced by brad shoemaker and brandon peters written and edited by brandon peters 
Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.